Welcome to the Raising Successful Kids podcast. This is a podcast where we will discuss and explore how to raise children to be successful in all areas of their life. Irene Santanier is a working mum of an entrepreneurial child and shares a passion with her husband to see children succeed. And now, introducing your host, Irene Santanier. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Raising Successful Kids. I thought I'd try something a little bit different today. I'm sitting in a friend's house. We're sharing a cup of tea. Well, I've got my own cup of tea. She's had hers. And we are going to have just a simple conversation. I thought it would be a nice idea to just do an occasional series of in conversation with people who have entrepreneurial children or people who have raised their children to think successfully. So when I was thinking about doing this podcast, I had one person that I wanted to start this in conversation series with. And that's a very good friend of mine who I've known for maybe five or six years, something like that. We met on the school playground. Uh, I was in charge of the PTA at the primary school that our children went to. Her daughter is about three or four years, I think, ahead of where Caden is. And she gave me some advice about some stuff that she wanted to see the PTA doing. And we were in the same clubs. Our children went to the same sort of swimming venue. And we just got along and things moved on and we've become good friends, or I think we've become good friends. She might think differently. And so I just thought, let's just have a conversation because she's a parent of a very talented girl and she has been bringing her up to think successfully. So I wanted to share that journey, a little bit of that history of that journey with you. So I'm going to introduce you now. Her name is Samantha or known as Sam. So thank you for inviting me into your home. Hello, Irene. So we're just going to have a conversation about um, how you think about bringing up your daughter, what drives you, what inspires you. Why don't you just introduce yourself to the audience and um, tell us a little bit about your history. My name is Samantha. I work as a patient administrator at a private hospital, but I am also now a Pilates instructor. Um, I have just the one daughter who I feel that I like to bring up successfully. How old is your daughter? Um, My daughter is 15. Okay. And your family background, where do you sit with them? What's your family structure? So I have a mum, a dad and um, two siblings, two sisters. I am the middle child. (laughs) So there might be a little bit of middle child syndrome here. Yes, definitely. Um, Yeah, Yeah. where you you think differently anyway. Yes. Um, So... What encouraged you when you deciding to bring up your daughter, how you were going to bring her up? What made you think, I'm going to bring her up differently to how I was brought up? I think for me, I mean, I was brought up in a family unit um, with two sisters. A lot of my upbringing was spent with my sisters, Mm. Um, whereas because Evie's an only child, Evie and I are very close. Mm. My parents 
they both worked, but I mean, I, we were all very close. But as a child, I was very shy. Um, I wasn't very confident. I didn't have a lot of courage. Um, lots of things gave me fear. I didn't like water, didn't like animals. Um, I mean, my mum having three of us didn't have the time to sort of take us swimming and things like that. And she didn't particularly like the water herself. Mm. So I suppose in my mind, when I had Evie, I wanted her to feel differently Mm. than what I did as a child. Because I, for me, I felt like being that reserved was a a waste Mm. in a way. Do you think it held Um, you back? Yes, definitely. Yeah, Yeah. I do feel it held me back a lot. And so from a very young age, I have encouraged Evie She's had swimming lessons from a very young age so that she's certainly not afraid of water. Mm. Um, And I just surrounded her with lots of different things. I encouraged her to do lots of different activities. Mm -hmm. I mean, yes, she she was a different child to what I was as a child. Mm. I mean, she was more confident. Mm. Was she always like that from young? Yeah, she definitely was a Mm. confident child, Mm. which I think helped her a lot. Um, But... I wanted to encourage her to do things, Mm. things that I couldn't do, wouldn't do. Mm -hmm. And I suppose things that my parents probably didn't have the time Mm -hmm. to do with me, having the three of us as well. So um, So I know some of the things that you would do um, to take her out to enjoy learning how to eat food from a very early age and um, sitting in a nice surroundings of a nice restaurant and learning how to talk over a table table conversation with people, which seems a very basic thing to do, mm. but there are not a lot of parents actually that think that that's a good thing or invest in their children in that yeah, way, yeah. regardless of how many they have. Mm. I think a lot of it was because um, I brought Evie up on my own, mm. so it was just us two girls together. Mm-hmm. So we did spend a lot of time together. So um, if I wanted to catch up with friends... Mm over dinner Mm. then Evie would come with me yeah um it was just natural I Mm. mean my all my friends loved her I mean she sat in a Evie sat in a restaurant at eight months old sitting in a high chair eating olives Mm. you know and and that's just where I went I suppose Evie came with me and I think it I think that's where it stems from as well because it was just the two of us yeah I think it's common sense in a way being a parent mm. you know obviously love is the most important thing mm-hmm. spending time with your child yeah. obviously making sure they eat right uh, making sure that they exercise mm. to me it's common sense mm. I suppose that's why I've always done what I've done with Evie because it just makes sense to me manners mm-hmm. um, manners aren't just please and thank you they are sitting at a table mm. um, being able to eat a meal properly mm-hmm. you know I want her to be able to go to a friend's house or mm. out for dinner at a party and have those manners not just to say please and thank you to the mm-hmm. to the hosts but to be able to sit there and eat a meal without mm. making a fuss mm. um, use a knife and fork properly yeah. I mean to me I mean that is one of the things my parents did give me Mm. give me and my sisters they were really hot on manners Mm. and that's one of the things I think I've taken from my upbringing that I really have passed on to Evie so and I think also one of the other things that I've noticed having seen her growing up since we were at primary school together is that she can hold a conversation very very easily and I think when you have 
a child that you bring up to be successful, to think successfully, mm. that is a, a fantastic skill that you can oh, give them yeah. mm. to be able to hold a conversation with, with their own peers as yeah, well as yeah. people who are older mm. um, and not feel as if as an older person that I'm talking down to her. Yeah, um, yeah. There, there is some sort of parity there as well. Oh, yeah, that's de- that's definitely important because you need to be able to speak to your teachers. Mm. You need to be able to speak to your your friends, mm. your colleagues. Um, if you went for an interview, mm. you know, you have to be able to, to speak to people. You're not mm. going to get anywhere in life if you can't have a conversation with somebody. Yeah. So, yes, yeah, that is, that is very important. Mm. Um, and we've always spent a lot of time talking Mm -hmm. Um, and also it's very important to listen Mm. to your child as well so Mm -hmm. not just talking at them Mm. I spend a lot of time listening Mm -hmm. to her Mm. um, whether it's just something basic what's gone on at school or something that she's found interesting or a subject that she's um, studying Mm. I always make the time to listen Mm -hmm. and I think that's and how do you if, if it's a subject that you don't understand for instance Obviously, I'm not putting it down, but I know no, with, fine, yeah. with my own son, there are things that he's involved in that I don't know the first thing mm. about. So how then do you carry a conversation with her when she is talking about stuff that you it's not in your realm of understanding? Well, again, it's not about having a conversation. It's um, Sometimes it's about just the listening. Mm. So I've learned quite a lot from my daughter over mm. the years. Mm-hmm. I think I've become more literate because um, Evie's always enjoyed books mm. and we've discussed books. So, yes, we've had a conversation there. But if there's a subject, um, she might talk something about science and she'll talk to me about it. Um, then I'll just listen and see mm. if I can learn something from what she's teaching me. I mm. mean... Um, If I don't understand something, then I might have to um, go on to Google. (laughs) (laughs) Good old Google. Yeah. Do you push her at all? I don't like the word push. Mm -hmm. Um, I like to look at the word, think of the word as encourage. Mm -hmm. I've always encouraged her from a very, very young age Mm -hmm. to try things, to try something new, Mm -hmm. uh, whether it's a sporting activity, whether it's a musical instrument, whether it's a a type of food I encourage is mm. the word I would mm-hmm. use definitely mm-hmm. definitely and do you think that by you encouraging her that that rubs off on other people within the family do you see her demonstrating those that trait of encouraging say to any cousins that she might have or well my um younger niece she is um so Evie's cousin she's 11 Mm. and I know that she definitely looks up to Evie Mm -hmm. so um I think if she sees Evie do something then it would encourage her Mm. to try something Mm -hmm. um I know that where Evie goes to a dance school there's lots of younger children there and I know that they look, again look up to Evie so if Evie did something it would in, then encourage them mm. to do something so um yeah I do feel that that's yeah working mm-hmm. the other way so okay. and um how do you challenge because I know she's, she's a very busy girl <clears throat> and but she has a busy mind as well mm. so how do you channel that busy mind what do you do to encourage her to switch off or to, as I said, to channel what's going on in that intelligent head of hers? Mm. Well, from a young age, um, from since Evie was about two, I've always encouraged her to read mm. books before she goes to bed. Mm. When she was 
as I say, two, she would never go to bed and go to sleep. Mm. And I'm sure that's because her mind is so active. Mm. Um, So I used to give her a pile of books and she'd just sit and look through the books Mm. at the age of two. And then eventually she'd just go to sleep on her own. Mm. And when she got a little bit older, she'd look at books and have story tapes, Mm -hmm. um, again, sort of for half an hour before she fell asleep. And even at the age now, 15, Mm. I'll always say to her, that's enough, nine o'clock, that's enough, enough homework, Mm. uh, enough revision, Mm. um, and just, you know, relax and read a book. Mm. That's her way of relaxing. That's her way Mm -hmm. of unwinding Mm -hmm. um, before she goes to bed. Mm. So, and it's, and she's always done it and I do it as well. And I think it's something that, you know, we have when she was young, we, we, would do it together Mm. Um, and even now she's older we're still Mm. getting bed together and and read a book together before we go to bed so So there's habits of it's it's laid a good foundation yeah definitely she's learning as well as relaxing yeah yeah even if it's a storybook she's still Mm. there's still stuff that she's learning as well as so she's feeding her brain feeding that mentality that she Mm. has of of wanting to learn um, but relaxing at the same yeah. same time. And she, or she do a Sudoku. Mm. Again, yeah. it's learning, but that's another way that yeah. she's, she relaxes before yeah. she goes to bed. Yeah. So that's just her way. Or we have done some, if she's really quite wired, um, if it's exam time, we do some breathing mm. um, before bed as well. I get mm-hmm. her to do some deep breathing mm-hmm. um, or even count sheep. Mm. I know silly things, yeah. but it's just a way of relaxing, switching your mind off. Yeah, it's important. I think when you're raising your children to think in a different way, that they also learn techniques how to switch off, mm, so that they know that there is a time that they have to have downtime and they have to relax. Otherwise, mm. they can't be productive again, and they can't be creative. And yeah, yeah. When they wake up, then that creativity starts all over again, mm. or that learning, whatever mm. it might be. Um, but to make sure that they have time where they can just they're switching off but they're they're relaxing but the way that you're doing it is that she's also learning as well which is learning by osmosis almost which is a great great skill to have Um, and exercise you know exercise is the best thing just Mm. going out for a walk Mm. um sometimes i know you take her you you make her yeah drag her out on a sunday for a walk um but once she's out you know, I just say breathe in the air and, mm. and you know, she'll run around like a child again and mm. um, and then she's ready to come back yeah. to do whatever she needs to do when she gets home. Yeah. So yeah. Um, I think exercise is definitely a main factor mm-hmm. and I've always made sure that she's kept fit and exercised. Um, do you think it's become more necessary the older that, she's, that, the older that she is, making sure that she does some sort of exercise? Yeah, I don't know if it's made, it's made a difference now with age. I've always felt from a young age that everybody needs mm. to exercise, but mm. it's just just to keep her active mm. and just to switch off from other things, from mm. schoolwork, homework, mm. so just to keep busy. But now Evie's older and she can think for herself. Yeah. She knows that she needs to do exercise mm-hmm. Um so it, she wants to do it. Yeah. So she now is all the things that I've instilled in her. She now thinks for herself and knows I've got to read my book before I go to bed yeah. to relax. Mm. You know, I need to do some exercise mm. to um, help clear my mind. Mm. So, yeah, it, it's worked. Yeah. <laughs> it's a foundation that yeah. you've laid. Um, mm. 
through whatever reason you've done it, whether it's because you're a middle child and you want you think different middle children think differently from other siblings, whether it's because you're, I don't know, kicking against how your parents brought you up, even though there was nothing wrong with the way they brought you up. It was just you wanted something different. Yeah, yeah. Um, more challenging in some ways for your own child. But those foundations you've laid are now so integral in how she is that she doesn't even realise that she's doing it such a part of her routine. Mm. Um, and I think when, you, when you're looking at how can you make your children think differently to other kids that they go to school with or they mix with or whatever, having that routine to make them think differently without them even realising is... Mm is essential uh, because otherwise where are they going to learn that from Mm. some kids have that anyway Um, they do think differently from the off but I think as a parent you almost have a an obligation to make them start to think differently oh yeah setting that foundation yeah I mean you're you're basically I'm arming Evie Mm. with all the tools that she will need to go forward in life and then it's now down to her Mm to use those tools how she wants to use them Mm. and that's yeah it's great analogy yeah great analogy when she comes to you with um problems you jump in and solve her problems for her um no no not now she's older Mm. Uh, maybe when she was younger um yes protective mum I think um I think we've all been there yeah but definitely since she's been at secondary school I feel that it's that she needs to try and solve her own problems herself. Mm-hmm. If that problem gets too big yeah. and I can see that, you know, she needs help, then mm-hmm. obviously I'll mm-hmm. be there for her. Mm-hmm. But I try to get her to try and yeah. solve her own problems yeah. or make a start. Yeah, yeah, because um, obviously problem solving, you know, when you've got somebody who's intelligent, sometimes they don't always see all the, all the sides, all the different facets mm-hmm. of what's going on. Um, so giving her the skills that you've already given her has enabled her to or enables her to approach problems in a different way and see other people she's very good at seeing other people's points of view yeah isn't she? yeah it's because I teach her not to judge yeah. that's why yeah, absolutely <laughs> there's always a reason why yeah. that's what I say to her there's always a reason why yeah I think that's very important actually because I think certainly kids I know as adults we don't we're quite selfish and beings and you always want people to understand it from your point of view mm. and you drive forward your point of mm. view but to be able to see it from the other person's point of view and sit in you know stand in their shoes or mm. whatever it might be that's an incredible skill to yeah, give somebody yeah, I yeah. think and will that lasts a lifetime yeah, and definitely. not many people can can actually demonstrate that skill successfully. Mm. So it's practice. Yeah, practice. <laughs> Determined practice, yeah. yeah. Okay, so I just want to... I know I've heard you when Sam and I go for walks quite a lot. That's really how we spend our time together now because um, we're no longer primary school mums. So we, we tend to get together and we'll go for a long walk on a Sunday morning or something. And several times through a conversation... I'll hear Sam talk about, or I pick up that Sam's said, you know, whatever Evie's been doing, she's really inspired me. And I think that's incredible that a a young lady can inspire their parents. To, so I want to just, I want you to talk a little bit about that because how you have, from when I first met you and what you were doing to what you're doing now, can you can you just elaborate a little bit on that? 
and about how how she's inspired you and of course yeah so um evie is 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 a hard worker It, it is her choice all the grades that she gets at school uh, all because she works really really hard mm-hmm. i mean every evening she's up there in the office mm-hmm. at the desk you know working hard and she just has so much drive and passion mm-hmm. for everything that she does in her life mm-hmm. and um she is a little bit competitive mm-hmm. and does like to be the best of the best mm-hmm. but you that's can't what, take that away from that's her what that's what drives her mm-hmm. and yeah it, it um has has rubbed off on me Mm. and something I've always said to Evie is you know try and find a job Mm. that makes you happy Mm. whether it's a hobby that you're going to turn into a job Mm -hmm. that you can earn money from eventually Mm. um, but do something that you're passionate about Mm -hmm. um, because you're going to have to do it for a long time potentially Um, so I then thought I need to uh, take uh, a leaf out of my own Mm. own book and um, so I thought, well, I've done Pilates for about six or seven years now. Mm-hmm. Absolutely love it. I'm very passionate about it mm-hmm. and know how much it can help somebody. Mm-hmm. So I thought, why not train myself to become a mm-hmm. Pilates instructor? Um, if you don't mind me asking, at what age did you do that? At the age of 40. Wow. So I thought um, I left school at 17 mm. and just fell into secretarial work. Mm-hmm. I've done secretarial and admin for a long so time. So many years. Yeah, so many years. <laughs> um, and I thought Evie's older now. It won't be long till she leaves me. Mm. Um, so it's, you know, maybe it's time for me to look into doing a job that that I'm really passionate about. Mm. Um, not that I don't love my other job, which no, no. I, I do, mm. but I wanted to do something yeah. for myself. Yeah. So I did a home study course. It was totally out of my comfort zone. Mm. Had to learn how to study again, mm. learn a lot of anatomy. Did you take tips from her on how to study? Yes, yeah. yeah. She showed me how to revise because mm. I didn't know how to revise. Mm. She gave me lots of ideas. Mm. Um, I had to travel up to London for a few weekends. Mm. I had to stand up in front of a class mm. of strangers and teach mm. um, Pilates exercises. So everything that I did was out of my comfort zone. Mm. Never being a very confident person myself. Mm. So it was very hard. Mm. Um, but I did it mm. and I passed. Yeah. And now I'm a fully fledged Pilates instructor. Mm. I've got my own business. Mm. And yeah, I've been teaching now for nearly a year. Mm. So, um, crazy. and I absolutely love it. Yeah. Really, really love it. Yeah. Which um, is very good, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I feel that, well, I can remember when I was studying and Mm. I was quite stressed Mm. but I was doing it and Mm. I'd carry on doing it Mm. and Evie turned to me and said mum you really inspire me Mm. because she could see the drive in me Mm. and the passion and the hard work Mm. and the tears yeah Um, yeah because that's all part and parcel of it isn't it it's not just the glory no no and so for me even if I'd never passed my exams Mm. The fact that I inspired my daughter mm. was, for me, the best thing, really, mm. of the whole um, experience. Yeah. But I did pass, <laughs> yeah. and I am teaching, yeah. and um, it's great. So the way I look at it is that she inspired me mm. 
to do what I've done. And I added it back to her yeah. and um, I inspired her. So Yeah, yeah. I think that's um, amazing. I think that's absolutely that the age that you were, that you decided after telling her that you're going to, you know, do whatever you do, make sure that you're passionate about it, that you love it. Because mm-hmm. like you said, it's going to be something you're going to do for a very long time, potentially, um, or you're going to keep dotting around until you find something that you're passionate about. And then you took that, I meant you took your, a bit of your own medicine. Yeah, and, I did, yeah. And then turn, you've continued to inspire her. I just, I think that's absolutely amazing. I don't think there's a better gift in some ways that you can give your children that they, you're inspired by them and in turn you've inspired them. I think it's just absolutely amazing. So Thank well you, thank well. you. And I, and I know personally, I mean, I'm very inspired by what you've done that you've, of how you applied yourself and, I know we used to talk about it a lot on walks, but how you applied yourself to it and, and you just went and smashed it and now you're doing something that you absolutely love. Which I is, do. Yeah, which is <laughs> fantastic. So we're going to wind up the, the conversation because um, we can talk for a long time. <laughs> so, you know, that's I'm not going to put everybody else through that. Um, so I just wanted to finish with one question. So the podcast is called Raising Successful Kids. It's not necessarily about them being successful on a monetary scale. I think when they have money, um, because of what we were talking about, about their passion, the money is just a byproduct of them working within their passion. Um, but when somebody says raising successful kids, what does that, what does that mean to you? When you what's the first thing that you think about? For me, it's giving your child options. Mm. So it's showing them that there's lots of things out there, Mm. um, lots of opportunities, Mm. and it's all about trying new things Mm -hmm. and seeing where each opportunity, each option, what what path that it could take you down. Mm -hmm. And I think for me, that's what I've done for Evie. Mm. Um, and I feel that that's what's really helped her. Mm. So, yeah, it's to to give them the opportunities, to give them the different options, show them that there's dif- different options out there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think for me that's raising successful children, definitely. Lovely. Thank you very much for having this conversation with me today. I hope everyone's enjoyed that. Let me know. Leave a message on the Facebook page, Raising Successful Kids. I will be doing another another few in conversation with as we're going through the podcast so I hope you've enjoyed today I hope you've enjoyed listening and we'll see you again soon